Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Matthew chapter 13, going to read starting at verse 10 down to verse 16. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Verse 14, and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, and hearts in turn, so that I should heal them. Verse 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see, and your ears for they hear. Based on what what I've read to you, this is the words of Jesus recorded by Matthew. I want to talk to you from this topic. It is a blessing to see and hear with understanding. It is a blessing to see and hear with understanding. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for your word. Pray that the word of God will have free course. And Father, help us to appreciate and to be attentive to what the Spirit of God is saying unto us. We continue to bind the enemy right now that will try to stop what Jesus is doing. We cast him out of this sanctuary, out of our lives. Thank you for this anointing. Thank you for knowledge and understanding. Thank you, Father, for we are ready to hear, to see, and to hear what the Spirit of God is saying with the understanding as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. When I was studying and preparing for this, one of the things I had to come to conclusion of was sometimes I get, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I take for granted that I can understand scripture. I take for granted that when I pray, that God answers my prayers. I take for granted sometimes that I can sing a song of Zion and understand what I'm singing. Sometimes I take for granted the fact that I have a a spiritual church-home relationship, and when I come into the house of God, that I can receive knowledge and understanding. I take that for granted sometimes because When I studied this, I realized not everybody has that advantage. It's an advantage to be able to understand that when you're going through trials and tribulations, you got scriptures that says weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. It's imperative that we understand that when you're going through trials and tribulations, you know this is just a part of a believer's life. 
Think it not strange as the fiery trials as to try you as some strange thing has happened to you. Listen, it's good to know why you're going through the trials, why you're going through the tribulations, why you're going through this, that, and the other. It's good to know that God has the final say-so. When man says no and God says yes, that God has the final say-so. It's good to know that because if you know that, it helps you to walk in the understanding, godly understanding that he has for his people. Now, I want to begin, first of all, by laying a biblical foundation regarding understanding and the blessings that come with having it. Let's go to Psalms 111 and verse 10. The book of Psalms 111 and verse 10. Psalms 111 and verse 10. Again, the foundation when it comes when we have biblical understanding. Now, you can have an understanding. You can have some understanding that is not in line with Scripture. In fact, you can actually have what I would consider bad understanding. Not uh, not in line with Scripture understanding. You can have an understanding, but we want godly understanding. I want you to notice in Psalms 111. In verse 10, the Bible says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. I want you to notice that the fear, the respect, and the reference of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the beginning. Notice, not the end, but the beginning of wisdom. Now, I like this. He says a good understanding. Notice this. If there's a good understanding, there's also a bad understanding. So if there is a bad understanding, we don't want a bad understanding. We want a good understanding. And a good understanding means we have good knowledge. We have good discretion. We have good insight. And the opposite of good, of course, is bad. We can have bad knowledge. We can have good discretion. I mean, bad discretion and bad insight. So, and notice what he says, a good understanding of all those who do his commandments. So when I do his commandments and I'm doing it the way he wants it done, I can get a good understanding. Everybody say good understanding. Now, we know that when we have good understanding, it helps us to think to talk, and to act better. Now, according to this text, it comes when we begin to reverence and respect the sovereignty, the holiness, the awesomeness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His insight and discretion makes us better. Let's go to another scripture. Let's go to Proverbs 13 and verse 15. The book of Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 15. I want you to notice again in this particular text, Something that he says here, good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Again, he starts off with this one with good understanding. Again, if there's good understanding, there's bad understanding. And we want good understanding. We want understanding that comes from God, which makes it good. Every good and perfect gift is from above. We want good understanding because you can get man's understanding, and I promise you that ain't good. 
You can get worldly understanding, and that's not good. But godly understanding is what I believe he's referring to, good understanding, good insight, good discretion, and good wisdom. It gains favor, grace, elegance, insight, and one more definition I want to add, it gives you the advantage. God gives us the advantage when we have good understanding. So, you know, when you go into a, a situation, you already go in there with the advantage. Why? You you may not even know anything in there, but because you're following your, your omniscient God, he's leading and guiding you in all truth. You may not know everything, but you know you'll come out good. Why? Because you got good understanding. When I go in, I know the Holy Spirit is going with me. When I go in, I know the Holy Spirit is going with me to my doctor's appointment. He's going with me to the lawyer. He's going with me to the school. He's going with me to my job and my business and my home. Why? Because I got good understanding. Why? He said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So wherever I go, he is with me. How many agree that wherever you go, God's with you? When you get in the car, God is with you. When you ride to your house, God is with you. When you go to your job or to your business, it is good to know that God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you get there, you already got the advantage. Well, Pastor, well, I don't see it working out for my good. Oh, just give it time. Just give it time because all things are working for your good. (laughs) Why? Because you got good understanding. See, good understanding produces favor. Favor is going to give you the advantage. It's going to cause grace to operate in your life along with elegance and insight. But the way of the unfaithful is hard. The unfaithful, the transgressor, the deceitful one, the offensive one is hard. It's rough. It is, it is definitely an individual who is not in line with God. Ever notice that when people who operate with discretion and insight are so much easier to get along with and work with in the church as well as outside the church? People who constantly violate or come against the order of structure are difficult and rough to work with since they are constantly bucking the system in the church and outside of the church. I think about Paul when he was out persecuting Christians, and he was definitely difficult to work with. But one day he had a Damascus Road experience, and his life changed for the better. So no longer was Paul hard to work with, but Paul was easy to work with. Now let me say this to you. Some of us are probably hard, have been known to be hard to work with, but as you continue to submit yourself to God, you must easier to work along with. Why? Because you got godly understanding. When we become born again and still have some of that unfaithful transgression nature in us, we need to seek God to deliver us as well as to protect us so that we can prosper and have peace as well as those around us can prosper and have peace as well. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. The book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. The Bible reads as follows. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. So we see here that wisdom, being skillful, shrewd, wisdom, and more in ethical matters is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Notice it's up to us to get wisdom. It's not that it's going to drop down, but if it do drop down, you got to get it. 
He can put it right there on your plate, but you got to make sure you partake of it. You know that when God gives you wisdom, he's not going to force wisdom on you. When it's available, you got to make up in your mind you're going to get it. In a sanctuary like this, we have to make sure that we're going to make up in our mind that we are going to get wisdom. Listen, I know Pastor Dobbs is teaching about this, but I'm looking past Pastor Dobbs to my Savior, to my Master, to my King, and I know God has wisdom for me in this sanctuary. I know God's going to drop something in my spirit that's going to be beneficial for me on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hey, in the middle of a job, and all of a sudden, godly wisdom just dropped down in my spirit. Where did it come from? Because I went to the sanctuary on Sunday morning, and I heard what the God said, that he's going to give me wisdom. And when he gave it to me, I got to receive it. I got to receive it. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding, get discernment, get knowledge, get meaning. See, at times, we may not realize how many skills are needed just to get along with people. It takes skill to get along with people. You know, I know some people are just naturally nice, but some of us need help getting along with people. Because we think we can just use what we know from the past without God, but sometimes you're going to need wisdom how to get along with people. Sometimes God wants you. Sometimes, thank you, I got you, God. Let, let me say this to you. Have you ever been in a situation where, all, where you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden you have to take a step back and say, whoa, let me reevaluate this situation. Because what I thought was going to work with them, hey, I just said hello. I said good morning. And they're talking about what's so good about the morning. Oh, let me back up a moment because I'm about to go off over here. And I need my job. I can't be messing around with this nonsense right here. Dealing with foolishness. I got to make sure that I deal with it with godly wisdom. Because it takes skill to go along with people. It takes godly skills. It takes godly skills to organize our day-to-day activity and still be efficient and effective. It takes skills in order to be productive in every aspect of your life. You know what takes skills? To run a household. Your house, it takes skills to pay the bills, make sure everything is uh, 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 fixed, make sure that your house is functioning, there's no leaks in the roof, amen, grass is cut. It takes skills to do all that kind of stuff. Make sure a meal is prepared takes skills. I should have got two or three more amen for the people that cook in the house. It takes some to cook for you, them people in your house. Because you know how picky they are about their food. Some of y'all, y'all afraid to say something because they, they sitting with you. I know, don't, don't bother. I got you. I got you. It takes skill to cook for them folks that picky about how I need my chicken cooked just as much right here. I don't need no brown. I don't need no little dark pieces on it. Ooh, because I can't eat that because, ooh, ooh. I need my chicken nuggets this certain way. I need my french fries a certain way. Ooh, you didn't cook with no grease? Ooh, what's that? Ooh, ooh. You cook with air fry? What's up in here? I need my wings cooked with grease. Oh, what's up in here? They say, what's going on? See, it takes skills because if not, you be like, get your own food. Take skills. Take skills. And don't mess around and say something like, something crazy like, well, I wish you could like my mama because my mama could. Woo! It's going to take skill, boy, because you might be staying with your mama if you ain't careful. 
takes skills. It takes skills to build productive relationship with others. Now, you can build a relationship. I'm not talking about productive relationships. It takes skill to lead people in your auxiliaries, at work, in your business, and even in your family. It takes skills to give godly guidance to people in crisis as well as the people who are trying to get God in a deeper way. It takes, it takes skill to witness. The one thing we talked about and we've been talking about recently is it takes skills to win souls to the kingdom of God. You, you got to be subtle. You got to be skillful. You got to use wisdom when it comes to winning souls for the kingdom because everybody's a little bit different. Got different challenges going on, Lord. But I know this, everybody needs a savior. Everybody needs a deliverer. Everybody needs someone to protect them. Everybody needs someone, amen, to prosper them. Everybody needs Jesus in their lives. But how to get it to them, you need skills. And sometimes you'll be in a situation where you know they need Jesus, but they really going to slam the door in your face and say, get away from me. I ain't time. I ain't got time to hear that. And you get frustrated, and then you start shaking the dust off, talking about going to go back to my house and lay on the sofa because I ain't fooling with these folks. But you can't do that. As you're led by the Holy Spirit, you got to share Jesus with other people. And it takes skills in order to do that. We need wisdom and understanding from God's perspective. In my opinion, understanding of God's written and revealed word are essential to receiving God's best for our lives. What I mean by essential, absolutely necessary, extremely important for receiving God's best for our lives. In fact, I believe that good understanding of the word of God can enhance our understanding of natural matters as well. It can intensify and increase our understanding of natural matters. In my experience, God's written and revealed words help me to find meanings of spirit and natural matters and answer the question, why? 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 And at times, we may want to rely on what we know more than what God says, which can hinder how we think, how we talk, and how we make decisions. It can create difficulties resulting in delay or destruction when you rely on your own understanding. Let's go over to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, and verse 6. And as you turn it, let me say this to you. These scriptures right here make it clear about the importance of not being caught up in what we know and what we're learning. But we must constantly seek God in our daily choices and interactions with others. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, and verse 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Don't put trust. Don't put support on your own. Notice this. We're talking about godly understanding and good understanding. But he says this in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Do not put, put trust in your own understanding, in your own discernment, in your own way of thinking, when it comes to small and to great matters. Don't lean on that. That's why Solomon goes on to say in in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, in all, every situation, whether it's big or whether it's small, 
in every part, in, not, in all your ways, your conversations, your customs, your actions, your manners, acknowledge him, and he shall direct, make right, make smooth your past, your way of living, your mannerism. He will make your path smooth. And when he make your path smooth, don't mean everything going to go wonderful. Doesn't mean, see, God's definition of smooth and our definition of smooth are many times two different things. You can't go by the English definition of smooth and God's definition of smooth and think going to be smooth. Because God's definition of smooth is take up your cross and follow me. That's smooth to God. Listen, you might be persecuted for his sake. That's smooth for God. Listen, sometimes you got to deny yourself and that's smooth to God. Now, denying yourself don't seem like that's going smooth to me. But that's smooth to God. And so you can't lean on your own understanding when it comes to being smooth. Sometimes you may think, that's a smooth brother. But that's not God's definition of smooth brother. Oh, he dressed and he smelled good. She got a nice butt. That's not God's definition of smooth. Do they have the godly character that God is looking for? So you got to understand that God's definition of smooth and our definition of smooth could be two different things. When we recognize, oh, you know when God's definition of smooth, you're going to suffer persecution every now and then. Think it not strange at the fiery trial you got to deal with. But you know what's smooth about? In the end, you're going to win. Somebody look toward heaven and say, thank God I win. When we recognize Jesus and seek to know his will in every situation and circumstance, he will influence our path. I believe that our initial God will help us, help us and strengthen us to seek him and go the path that he leads. When we see the understanding of God's written and revealed word, and it helps us to remain in the faith, which is so powerful when it comes to the ability to deal with everyday situation. One of the things I had, I, you know, why is our faith so important? Why is our trust, our confidence, our assurance in Jesus so important? First Timothy 4 and 1. Let's go there. First Timothy 4 and verse 1. Again, somebody said, why do you emphasize faith? And why is it so important for us in the time that we're living in? Well, First Timothy 4 and 1 says this. Now, the Spirit expresses, expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, the Spirit expressly says in latter times, some will depart. They're going to withdraw. They're going to remove themselves from what? Their assurance, their trust, their confidence in who? Jesus. They're going to remove themselves from it. They're going to remove. Listen, what's interesting, that means they were, fur, they were a part of the faith. They had trust. They had confidence. They had assurance. They had belief in Jesus. But they got caught up. The Bible lets us know what they got caught up in. And they, they give, gave heed to deceiving spirits. Deceiving, misleading, corrupt. Those that lead into error, they got caught up with people that are leading them into errors and doctrines of demons. 
what, what were they teachings? The instructions of demons were sad. They were in the faith. They had trust. They had confidence. They had assurance in Jesus, but they start listening to people who were ungodly because you know what? If you don't know, let me say this to you. Deceiving spirits and doctors of de- doctors of demons work through people. They work through people. Demons don't come down here and talk to you directly most times. Most of the time it's going to be people and people that you have some type of trust or confidence in. You trust what they say. Because you know if you really, if, if you know that person a liar, you ain't going to be trusting nothing they say. They talk about the, the sky is blue. You're like, let me look. But you trust what they say. You have confidence in what they say. And so what happens is you start listening to that. You start putting value to that. And then next thing you know, they're misleading you. They're leading you into error. They're corrupting your faith and confidence and trust in Jesus as well as they're teaching you something, teaching you and giving you instructions and insight on demon philosophy. Stuff that will lead you away from the faith. And we got to be careful that we don't take heed to demon spirit. If you find yourself, listen, doubting what God says and what God does, check yourself. Ain't nothing wrong with God. We have conspiracy theories. Those people who, who say that Jesus is not the one true God. Some that believe Muhammad is the messenger of God, Islam and faith. Those, those that do not believe in God, Buddha, the belief of Broham, which is the one true God, which is Hinduism. Sometimes people just misinterpret scriptures in a matter they have a wrong view of God, which can lead to a strained relationship with God, especially when something happens in their life. That brings about a loss of a loved one or something happened to them personally or they see the events of scripture in a different light than what the Holy Spirit is leading and that can strain their relationship with God. See, God, many times the enemy doesn't break that your relationship all of a sudden. He just finds a way to you question God. Is the Bible really right? Is what? Is church something that is necessary can't i just get it online or from anywhere else they start questioning their faith they start questioning the validity of scriptures well i believe some of the bible but some of the bible i don't believe like because there's some things in the bible that will have your head scratching And, and, and guess what god doesn't apologize for anything that he puts in the bible he done. I mean, listen, he said, here it is. <laughs> it's funny, we, we were watching some show the other day, and they talked about when uh, the prophet, I think it's Isaiah, uh, got, got mad with some young boys. And the young boys, uh, he, got, he told the bear, go get, basically, basically go get them and, and kill them. It's about 42 of them, right? And uh, so they had them on television. And my wife said, that ain't in the Bible. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> It's in there. I show it to you. I know it's in there. But see, if you don't understand scripture like that, you think God don't like you. 
You following me now? So you got to know what scripture means. You got to put the context in scripture. You got to understand. Let me tell you, first of all, you got to trust God and what he tells you in his word. Until you understand it, you got to trust him till you understand it. Because, see, there's some things in the Bible. Listen, when he started talking about the, the uh, when Daniel had the dream, you got to be able to, under, listen, trust it till you understand it. Are y'all following me? Because there's going to be some things in Revelation. You may not get it first when you first read it, but it's real. It's real. He talked about the churches. You got to understand what state that when, when John wrote the book of Revelation, what that all meant. See, the things in the Bible that may question you, but it's still real. It's still real. It's still real. And God does not change his mind because you know what? I don't want to, I don't like the way God did that. I don't like the way God did it. So guess what? I'm going to go back and do my own thing. You can't lean on your own understanding because we live in a world. You don't know everything that's going on in the world. And you can't even lean to what you know right now. Come think about it. You got to trust God wholeheartedly. You got to trust him. You may not understand everything when you first read it, but you got to continue to study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You got to because it can put a strain on the scripture. Some, let's not forget about those who do not agree with God's way of doing things or his idea of, or what... <laughs> Well, like, well, like to feel the good, the feel good doctrine. If it don't feel good, then if it feels good, it must be right. It feels good, so it must be right. Let me tell you, everything that feels good don't mean it's right, according to scripture. But that's how some people look at the Bible. And since it don't feel good, then that must not be the way of God. See, there are many different things that will cause people not to believe like they should in scripture and one and to me one of the most important things that he wanted his disciples why he wanted his disciples to have a good understanding is because he wanted them to have a bona fide relationship with Jesus a real relationship with him and see this is what we need to all get no matter what goes on in life we got to have a real relationship with Jesus I'm not talking about the church relationship with Jesus. I'm talking about oh, 24 hours a day, seven day relate, seven days a week t- relationship with our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. We got to have that. Let me tell you something, because that'll keep you when everything else goes sideways. That'll keep you when the doctor tells you something that you don't agree with. That'll tell you something where you got to sacrifice what you, your finances, sacrifice your body, or sacrifice whatever in order to fulfill the will of God for your life. That relationship will keep you. And we know who got a relationship because they don't mind giving God glory despite what they go through. But when you got that wishy-washy relationship, when things get hard, You ready to do something different. Now, let's go to Matthew 13, verse 10. I want you to notice the conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. And the disciples came and said to him, notice his disciples or his learners, his followers, his pupils, they came to him and said, why do you speak to them 
Why do you talk to them? Why do you teach them? And why do you preach to them in parables? A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Goes on to say in verse 11. So he answered them. Because I like this first response. It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. So let me first of all stop right there and say this to you. What a blessing it is to be given, to be granted, to be extended. What? The opportunity to know and understand more about Jesus. It's a privilege to know more about Jesus. And I think, you know, sometimes I used to, you know, we take it for granted when we sing a song of Zion like we did song He Rise. Oh, Lord, man, that's a blessing to know what that song means. And have meaning behind that song. See, when you can come at a praise and a worship service and you can sing the songs of Zion and you see the word like, oh, yeah, that's real right there. You're like, whoa, I thank God for that song. That song means something to me. When you hear a prayer like was prayed this morning and that prayer like, oh, my God, that's real right there. That's a real prayer. Cause wow, I'm going, I'm dealing with that right there. That prayer is making a difference in my life. Boy, you know, you, you resonate with that. It's a, when you read your Bible and you read scriptures like John 3.16, for God so loved the world, you're not just looking at read, you read that like, oh, God loves me. Cause I'm a part of that world. Listen, I can, listen, when you can pray and you know your prayers are making a difference, what a blessing that is. You know, listen, when you study scripture, when you pray, when you give, when you do whatever it is for the kingdom, to know why you do it is a what? Blessing. Isn't it good to know that you know? See, a lot of people read, listen, that's why, thank you, I hear so much running through my head. Let me give you this real quickly. You ever heard somebody talking, and by the, when they were talking, like, they just don't know how, how good our God is. They just don't understand how wonderful he is. Man, they, be, they be talking all that. You be like, man, you just don't know my Jesus. Well, you don't, listen, Dr. be saying one thing, like, you don't know my Jesus, do you? Oh, they be like, this is it right here. Oh. They act like they got the final say-so. And let me say, when they say that, don't agree with them. Don't even shake your head talking about, yeah, you're right. No, 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 no. Do you hear what I'm saying, Mr. Dobbs? I hear you. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Mm, no. Nah. <laughs> well, you know, based on medical science and what I see, and based on my 22 years in the medical experience, this is the way it's going to be. Oh, really? So you ain't never been wrong in 22 years of? Why? Because you don't, they don't have a final say-so. In your life, you got to listen. This, this, whose understanding you gonna lean upon? Yours, the doctors, or you gonna lean on God? It's a choice we make. It's a choice we make. But isn't it good to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God? That when you pray, that something is happening when you pray. Boy, isn't it good to know that when you pray, boy, you know heaven moving when you pray. And this is what you got to understand. You may pray right then, but God may not choose to move that day, but it don't even affect you anymore. Listen, I can lay hands on somebody right now. Boom. 
And you're like, I, well, I believe God healed you. But you may be experiencing them symptoms in your body as you leave. Does that mean God is not healing you? Please. If we can trust medicine, we got to take 15 days before we get before we get a breakthrough. I know we can trust God with one prayer. We can trust God with one prayer. Tell us, you better take this 15 days and make sure you take every bit of it. Because, you know, sometimes we take it till we feel good and then we drop it to the wayside. Thank y'all for the four amens in the sanctuary. The rest of y'all pray for the rest of us. Well, we, we trust God. Do we trust him wholeheartedly? Isn't it good to know the mysteries? And guess what? It's been given to you to know it. Oh, I'm talking about, yeah, I'm, yeah, your neighbor know it, but I'm talking about it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. It's been given to you to know the mysteries of the songs of Zion that we sing. It's been given to you to know the power of giving. It's been given to you to know the power of witnessing. It's been given to you. And sometimes we take that for granted. And let me say this to you. Not everybody is being given to. You're blessed when God will give you something that you can understand when it comes to scriptures. That's why I thank God for good understanding. Because God has given me something. That, that is, it goes beyond my natural understanding. It goes beyond what I think. It goes beyond what I know. He's given me the mysteries, the hidden purposes, the secret things, not obvious to the understanding of the kingdom of God. But to them, it has not been given. And I know this sanctuary is filled with some intelligent, educated people with many experience. However, when it comes to the mysteries of the kingdom of God, God's secrets of God's hidden purposes, our intellect would not give us the insight. He has to grant it to us either directly or indirectly. Go to Matthew 13 and 12. For whoever has to him, more will be given. And he will have abundance. He will have Increase. He will have better. He will do it seasonally. But whoever does not have what he has will be taken from him. It's going to be drawn up, removed, or caused to cease. See, you may not think that's fair, but you can't lean to your own understanding. And one thing I've learned about that text is if you are faithful over that what God gives you, he will bless you with more. He will bless you with more. And don't think God going to run out. God will never run out in helping us. He's got more resources than you can even think about in your natural mind. God can do it seemingly, abundantly above anything we ask or think according to the power that works in us. But let me say this to you. If you don't believe he's going to do what he said he's going to do, he said, I'll take that from you. You mean you don't believe that I can do this? You know, sometimes when people, when, when individuals will go and they will question God like, yeah, I can't heal this. <laughs> Please. I mean, you know, I can imagine God's mindset. I, well, I can imagine, but I can imagine. I mean, man, man, please, this ain't nothing. You want me to speak? And I speak and they'll be healed. You want me to come to the house? I come to the house and they'll be healed. Listen, oh, you want to touch my garment? They'll be healed. Are you seeing what God is doing? He's got a variety of ways to heal you, but the bottom line is you're healed. 
And that's good that you know the mysteries of the kingdom. How can you touch somebody's garment and all of a sudden virtue come out and you walk away whole? That's a mystery. But to you is to be known. You know why. You understand that. And it's good to know why God does what he does and what he, and reason he does it. Jesus gives us reason in parables in Matthew, reason for his parables in Matthew 13 and 13. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see. They can't discern. They can't be, they're not beware. They take heed. God is showing people his power every day, but they still don't see it. Feed people every day. But how many people pray with their food before they eat it? Every day. You go to a grocery store, it's full of stuff that people, all they did was pick it and process it and put it in the store and put a price tag on it. Every day he does it. Every day he does it. Every day he loads not just us with benefits, but he takes care of the entire world. Every day. The sun shines. The rain comes down. Every day he takes care of his people. He takes care of us. But they see it, but they don't discern it. They're not, they can't take heed to it. And they hear and they do not hear. They don't attend to, don't consider what's being said. They don't get it by hearing and learning. Nor do they understand. They don't put it together. They don't make connections in their mind. See, Jesus is making it clear about what we see and hear with our natural senses, but not with our spiritual senses. Seeing, but not discerning. Taking heed, becoming aware of things around us. Not being able to do that. Hearing, but not attending to what they hear or concerning what they hear. Taking heed to what they hear. Hearing about God is a good God, but, but hearing about it, but not grasping. Making connection. Why is God good to me? Because he loaded me today with benefits. I didn't get this on my own. My intellect, I didn't get this on my own. I didn't get, listen, this, this peace in my mind on my own. I did not get it on my own. God is doing this for his people. And you, if you understand that your intellect didn't come from yourself, it came from God, you will say, thank you, Jesus. What is it that we can eat our food and don't pray over it? What is it that we can, listen, go a whole day and not talk to God? Not tell him thank you for waking us up. Not tell him thank you. We're able to move to and fro. Not be able to tell him thank you for all the good things he loads on us daily. If you can perceive that and receive that, can you imagine how much further some people would be? But then there's some people... They see it, and they don't get it. They don't get it. You know, one thing I thought about, though, they asked him a question. Why did he speak to them in parables? Do you know that Jesus knew exactly who he was talking to when he spoke to them in parables? He knows you. You know what's interesting about it? He knew their heart. He knew. He said, hey, to you, it's been... Given to know, but to them I speak in parables. I knew, I know who that I've given it to, and I know who would not receive what I have. And I don't want to be in a situation, and I don't want to be 
Now, I want it to happen for none of us that we don't understand that God is moving in our life every day. Every day. Every day, God is moving in our lives. When we ride up and down the road, you all know that's a blessing. Look how y'all looking up. You know how some of y'all drive. Y'all know good and well that's a blessing. And I know at least two people in this room get distracted at least once a week. I said two people. One, two, get distracted riding down the road by a phone call, by a text, with me, my video run out, and the ads start playing. Somebody ah! <laughs> said, YouTube, YouTube. That's when I'm playing YouTube. And in the middle of a message, they'll start playing the ad. I get mad at the phone. I'm trying to hit skip. <laughs> they count down five, four, three, two. Boom! <laughs> Some of y'all get that a little later. Hallelujah. Godly understanding. Godly understanding will help us make connections and arrive at situations better than on our own. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew 13, 14. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Here you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. Notice this, and in them, the prophecy, the prediction of events relating to Christ's kingdom of Isaiah is fulfilled, supplied, or completed. Hearing you will hear and not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. Now, let's look at, give me about a few more minutes, I'm trying to finish this up. Let's look at Jesus, how he helps our connection in the first part of Matthew in, in 13 and 15. I want you to notice one of the things that he said to the people, and there's several facts, but I want to deal with this first part of Matthew 13 and 15. For the hearts of the people have grown dull. Why? Did he speak to them in parables? Because their hearts, their thoughts, their feelings, and the mind of the people have grown. Grown means they go from one stage to the next. They wouldn't like they they may have ten percent dull heart, but now the more they hear and reject, it's gotten to twenty percent. Now it's thirty percent. Now it's forty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent. So now they hear the name of Jesus, they just automatically turn off. They get to the point that you can't even hard. It would take a miracle to break through that callousness. Because one of the definitions of being dull is to be thick, to be fat, to be callous. It goes on to say in 13 and 15, their eyes are hard of hearing and their ears they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I can heal them. Now, let me say this thing. It's not that God did not want to heal them. But the thing you got to understand, they kept hearing message after message. They kept seeing God do miracle after miracle, but yet their heart remained dull. He said, that's why I spoke to them in parables. It wasn't like God wasn't giving it to them. It wasn't like they didn't see it. This thing, they saw, they heard, but yet their hearts grown or went from one stage to the next of becoming dull. We don't want to be a church where our hearts become dull. Where our hearts become dull to the word of God and the ways of God. We don't want to be like them. When hearts grow dull and callous, we hinder our own deliverance, protection, and prosperity. We need to tend our heart towards God and his written and revealed words so that we can receive and 
and ultimately be better. Going through the motion will work for a period, but then sooner or later, you got to have a real relationship with Jesus. I mean, you got to have a real one. I mean, you got to have one that, listen, whatever comes your way, you're going to know Jesus and your Lord as your Lord and your Savior for your own personal being. Now, I want to read this last scripture here in Matthew 13 and 16. I want you to understand this one because this is one I really, uh, I guess this is where it really breaks down. I want you to get this. I want you to notice what Jesus, when he speaks to the disciples and when he tells them this, after he spoke to them, first of all, you're blessed because you can receive it. But these people, their hearts are dull. And, and let me say this before I get into this last point. One of the reasons their hearts were dull is because they made a choice not to receive what, had, what Jesus had. They made a choice. Either you're going to receive what he has or you're going to make a choice not to. That decision is yours. That decision is yours. Now, but because you do make a decision to receive what God has, he says, but blessed, happy, supremely blessed, fortunate, and well off are your eyes. Watch this. For they see, they discern, they perceive, they know, they discover, and your ears for they hear, they understand. One of the definitions of hear is understand. When your ears hear, they understand, they comprehend, they learn, they consider what is being said. So notice this, your eyes they see and your ears they hear. Ooh-wee. Boy, you blessed. You're blessed when you come into a sanctuary and you can hear and you can see what the Spirit of God is saying to you. You are blessed. I'm talking, you are blessed when you raise your hands and you know why you're raising your hand. You are blessed. Watch this. When you can repent and ask God to forgive you and you know God forgives you. That's a blessing. Boy, I'm telling some of y'all may not be happy about repentance. I am. I'm so happy that God forgives me of my sins. I'm just, and I'm thankful for it. I thank God for First John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I'm blessed because of it. How many are blessed because of God's forgiveness? Let me tell you, that's real. How many know that's real? That's not nothing you play with. That is something that is real. Because if you have not been forgiven of your sins, we will be in a mess right now. A mess. You're blessed when you know that your giving works. When you give, it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and run it over. Shall men give it to your bosom? Oh, God, you're blessed. You know, every time you give God his tithes and his offerings, oh, God, get ready to do something special for me this week. I got some favor operating in my life this week. I got God getting ready to, listen, pay off something, getting ready to do something, because he knows what's coming my way. And even if something comes my way I wasn't expecting, God already had it in mind before I did that. That's why I give him his tithes and his offering, because I know how important it is, because I can't lean on my own understanding when it comes together. Because when financial trials come, I need God for to help me through the financial trials. 
Some of y'all may don't have financial trials. You may not understand what I'm going through. But let me, for all of us who have dealt with financial situations, aren't you glad that God had your back? <laughs> I thought I, you didn't know the bill was coming. You went to the car to get your car uh, repair shop to get your oil change, and they found something else. You were expecting to pay $30, $40, and there's $225. But you know, God knew it before you got there. <laughs> he didn't want you to break down on the side of the road. That's why he kept you Why he kept you. Are y'all following me here? And now he gave you the money to pay for it, and now you're walking around, and you're not stuck on the side of the road with your car broke down because God held on to it and fixed it for you. You got mad because they told you about $225, but you've been real mad sitting on the side of the road with no cell phone service trying to call somebody to come pick you up. Or call Shade Tree Joe to come and fix your car on the side of the road. Thank y'all for the five amen. But some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Since some of y'all never broke down the side of the road, you probably got no idea what I'm going through. But let me say, for those of us been stuck on the side of the road, listen, didn't I have no cell phone service? Listen, we're in the dark. I said, good God, what we going to do up in here? I'm looking back. Isn't it good to know why witnessing is so important? They call the souls to come into the kingdom of God, how important that is. When you go out and share the good news of Jesus, even if they don't come, one planet, one water, but it's God that gives the increase. You're like, oh, God, I, I told him about Jesus. That next one that come by could be the one that they, they, they'll get saved, and one day I'll see them in heaven one day. Woo, what a blessing that is. Hallelujah. I'm going to share Jesus because I never know who is going to share the one message that gets them over their home. And it's good to know you got power to cast out devils. Boy, and it's good to know when you lay hands on the sick, the sick recover. And you know it. I mean, you know. You know when devils come, you don't get scared no more. Woo-wee. You're like, hey, devil, you got one now. You got the real deal up in here. I'm going to bind you up in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to cast you out in Jesus' mighty name. Why? Because you got power over devils. You can lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. You ain't got to call me. You get your own oil from your own cabinet and lay it on your own child's head, forehead. And God, God do a miracle in your life. God can do it for you. Not only that, God, God, we have the Holy Spirit to help us, amen, to study scripture. And he reveals his word to us week in and week out. Not only that, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us as our omniscient God. And in the good to know that you know, you see, and you hear. You understand scripture. You understand that you are blessed to be a blessing. You understand, amen, that God's word is doing exceedingly, abundantly above anything you ask or think according to the power that work of in us. Isn't it good to know that God is a healer? God is a deliverer. God is protecting you. God is prospering you. Isn't it good to know that you are blessed when you see, you understand, you walk in it, you operate in it, you walk by faith and not by sight. You keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith on your job, in your home, in your business, in the doctor's office, in shopping, wherever you go, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Isn't it a blessing to know? Isn't it a blessing to know and to understand that God's with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't care. I know what's from, listen, trials and tribulations are real, 
They real. But isn't it good to know that God never leaves you, never forsake you. He's going to be with you to help you through the trial, to help us through the situation. That's why I believe it's a blessing to see and to hear with understanding. So let's make a daily choice to see and hear in a matter that brings insight, discernment, and mental connection to a spiritual as well as natural matters. I'm done. Let's stand to your feet. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.